Manners and Madness, a Jane Austen and David Lynch podcast. My name is Maya Adkins. And I'm Christian Cabrera. And today we are finishing our Pride and Prejudice with chapters 55 through 61. The thrilling conclusion. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it was so... Delightful in all ways. (laughs) Exactly. I was like, it was just so sweet. Like, no bitterness at all. It was so sweet. Well, I guess you could say Lady Catherine was a little bit of bitterness, but... But it's such a great chapter. (laughs) It is. And Lizzie just, by that point, I feel like has been through so much bullshit (laughs) that she is just like, I know how to handle this lady. (laughs) It's yet another example of someone who's kind of villainish in the book Mm -hmm. actually working to against their own ideals and getting Darcy and Elizabeth together even more. (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, summation of the entire book is we have Lady Catherine Wickham to thank. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so silly. Oh, it was so good. I I was just grinning from ear to ear the whole time I was reading it. I Mm -hmm. was just, my eyes were filling with happy tears the whole time. And I was just like so pleased for everyone. And I, I mean... You know, I spend the whole book being like, oh, Darcy, you have a lot of making up to do. And then mm-hmm. by the end, I'm like, I love you so much. You're my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's just so different. I was thinking about that when I was reading this section, like just in the way he was at like talking with Elizabeth on the one of their walks, like it just felt like he was such a different character. And I feel mm-hmm. like she did such a great job of showing us that arc and like justifying his complete change of character. Uh-huh. And it was just like, oh, I've forgiven everything he's ever done. He could do no wrong. <laughs> <laughs> to be like, yeah, I heard what you said. And it really made me change and become a better man. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> what more could you want? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but I just, I love these. I love the way that she wraps up her books. It's always yes. like a, like a, happy ending but it never feels like a cheesy unjustifiable happy ending like it was like oh of course we ended up here how would it we end up here like yeah i just love it and i love that basically i would say pretty much everyone except for maybe charlotte she Mm -hmm. gets a little bit but pretty much everyone gets like an extra couple of paragraphs about Mm -hmm. what their future life is gonna be and it's just (laughs) my favorite part of Jane Austen. <laughs> well, I really appreciate that in stories like this, where it's like, you know, in like a, like for Sanditon, we got like one year later or whatever. Like uh-huh. I like, or however many years we got. Um, I like those. I like to see like where they've where they're gonna go and where like they did go, and yeah. kind of like it kind of helps us not be like, but I want to know more. It's like okay, well, we got a couple years, like yeah. or a couple months even. I would even take that. Yeah, I would say it just. Well, I don't know what kind of novels Jane Austen was reading, but mm-hmm. I feel like it proves that she loved to read because, you know, it's so annoying to get to the end of a great book and be like, that's the end. Yep. <laughs> You're not going to tell me anything else. <laughs> yes. I'd. <laughs> this is a story you're making up. I, would most of the time, would like to know how the ending is because you yeah. can make it up. <laughs> Jane is like, I'm not going to leave you hanging. <laughs> <laughs> Justifiably so. And I think I said this before we started recording, but it did kind of feel like these last set of chapters, these were definitely my favorite set of chapters for the whole book. And... They were really funny and really happy. And I feel like she was like, I feel like I wasn't as funny in the beginning of the book (laughs) as I have been in my other books. So let me just like cram in a bunch of jokes at the end. Because I found myself (laughs) just chuckling, giggling and laughing to myself the whole time. Yeah. Well, and Elizabeth becomes so delighted with herself that she Mm -hmm. just. (laughs) She can't contain it. a laugh riot as well (laughs) i'm sure we'll get to it but there's a certain point where her and jane are talking and jane is like could you please be serious and she's like nope (laughs) (laughs) she's like i found someone who will indulge all of my unseriousness and so i can't turn it off anymore i know Uh, well let's get going then let's do it
255. <laughs> okay. 55. Oh, that one's me. I wrote, finally, 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 things work out to the greatest happiness of all. Jane and Bingley are engaged. Yes. <laughs> Our two golden retrievers are finally back together. <laughs> They've been sniffing each other's butts for long enough. <laughs> Very, uh, very passively, very much like, I, I guess, I mean, I'm not super into sniffing your butt, but I guess I could. And when it's like deep down inside, it's like, I love you so much. I want to spend the rest of my I life know. with you. I guess we should say b- before this chapter, just as a reminder, Bingley mm-hmm. had come back to town and Darcy kind of went away, but you know, he kind of like brought him back mm-hmm. and they keep trying to get them alone, but so far nothing has happened, but Mm-hmm. finally in this chapter <laughs> <laughs> those scenes always make me laugh where mrs bennett is like so obviously trying to get them alone like um could you could i talk to you in this other room of the house real quick and then she'll like poke her head and be like lizzie i have to talk to you come on i like it when kitty's like is there's something in your eye mom <laughs> oh yeah Why you are keep you winking, winking and, and she's like i'm not winking at you uh, yeah, and well, it starts off, for some reason, Jane seems f- afraid to be alone with Bingley, and I'm like, you're mm-hmm. being ridiculous, and oh, yeah. I don't know why Elizabeth is indulging her, because she's like, <laughs> no, I will not listen to my mother, and I will be your chaperone, I'm like, oh, come on, Elizabeth, <laughs> you know what's happening here. <laughs> she just has a natural inclination to combat her mother's every wish and desire, so. <laughs> <laughs> that might be it, that might be it. Also, she wants to, you know do whatever jane wants her to do but of course wouldn't you (laughs) yeah in the adaptations this whole section is usually so much more like truncated it's Mm -hmm. like they come they get engaged and that's the end of it but there's like so many more like little little moments and visits i like the way he um shows up at the crack of dawn before anyone is dressed (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) i love the that whole scene made me laugh because Mrs. Bennett obviously comes in like a, you know, what's the, is it harried? Is that the word I'm looking for? Like just yeah. <laughs> all in a tizzy, like, oh my God, I can't believe he's here right now, blah, blah, blah. And then she tells um, Sarah, who's like the dressing maid, she says, here, Sarah, come to Miss Bennett at this moment and help her on with her gown. Never mind Miss Lizzie's hair. Like Lizzie can look like a piece of shit. Jane yeah. is the main important one. And Jane is like, well, Kitty's already dressed. And her mom's like, hang Kitty. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I do not care. She doesn't matter right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, middle child. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Bingley comes. He leaves. They're alone. They're not alone. He comes again. He shoots. And then um, finally they get engaged. But... <laughs> <laughs> and i thought it was really weird because i was like i can't really imagine mr bennett shooting like going out yeah with the men and shooting guns it just seems so not like him <laughs> yeah i i like somehow pictured in my mind like he's carrying a gun but it's like not loaded and he's has a book in the other hand just reading the whole time yeah yeah <laughs> i can see him going out walking he seems like maybe elizabeth got that from him as well like he just yeah to go out and walk maybe he just goes out with the walking stick with the shooters he just uses the gun as like a walking stick (laughs) (laughs) i bet bingley barely shoots either (laughs) yeah i'm sure they're just like look how beautiful the birds look but i love that he actually finds bingley to be a pleasurable person to spend an afternoon with Mm -hmm. which is rare for mr (laughs) bennett (laughs) i'll say that's a good like a good person to win over i mean it's bingley (laughs) he's basically jane (laughs) like everyone loves being with jane everyone loves being being bingley So they get engaged, and Jane is like, how shall I bear so much happiness? And I'm like, you deserve to be bursting with happiness, Jane. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it's just because Elizabeth loves her or because Jane Austen loves her, but reading this book just made me fall in love with Jane, too. I was like, I love you so much. Why are you the nicest person? (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's like the way that Jane is presented to us, it's like, well, her, her biggest fault is that she's just, she thinks too well of people and she's too nice. And it's like, yeah. well, I, I can't be mad at that. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good fault to have. <laughs> exactly. They tell everyone, everyone is exceedingly happy. We don't mm-hmm. mention Mary at all, but I'm sure she's happy too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, oh, at one point, 
Mary's when Mary is finally mentioned, they're like, and she went upstairs to play the instrument. <laughs> it was like, oh, that's all we're getting from Mary this chapter. <laughs> it's so Mrs. Bennett is so funny. She's like, I was sure you could not be so beautiful for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, well. <laughs> Whatever you say, mother. I love you too, mom. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder how beautiful Mrs. Bennett was. Yeah. I mean, you know, her daughters must look somewhat like her, all of them. So I would assume that she was also very beautiful and gorgeous. I assume. Especially since she considers it such a, uh, a high commodity. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I was I was watching something that was talking about how English society, I don't know if it's one of the first or the only, but it's definitely clear from like the historical or I don't know, DNA record or something that mm-hmm. they basically bred for blonde hair. <laughs> like oh, they yeah. as a society decided they loved blonde hair and <laughs> just only tried to get together with blonde hair people until they basically only had blondes. <laughs> yeah, blonde hair and blue eyes for some reason. Because yeah. blue eyes are like, a very uncommon. Yeah. Or oh, they see, used to be. <laughs> I guess everyone, every society is obsessed with looks, but it just of felt course. very much like, <laughs> okay, I see where Jane Austen gets it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, this line made me laugh. Where it goes, Bingley from this time was, of course, a daily visitor at Longbourn, coming frequently before breakfast and always remaining till after supper, unless when some barbarous neighbor who could not be enough detested <laughs> had given him an invitation to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and just like the idea that like anyone who would take Bingley away is not only like garbage to Mrs. Bennett, but they're <laughs> barbarians, they're savages, they don't are not civilized enough to know I what's know. going on. I particularly like that Elizabeth and Jane don't really have that much time to talk now because they're mm-hmm. constant because Jane's always with Bingley. But anytime that Jane or Bingley are apart from each other, they're both with Elizabeth. And not yep. They're <laughs> <laughs> so like, you're just kind of like the cool one. We always want to hang out with. Uh, yeah. And it kind of, I guess it makes it better that Elizabeth never did tell Jane about Darcy's part and Jane and Bingley's mm-hmm. separation because you know Jane is literally overflowing with happiness. So yeah, there's <laughs> you there's don't want her to no be mad point. at Darcy. Not that she would be. Right. She'd probably be like, <laughs> well, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's no point, especially when we've gotten to this point where they're engaged. And also it was a misunderstanding on Darcy's part. So it's not like he was like you know, we all at this point. <laughs> exactly. We all see him through Jane's eyes at the end. Yeah. I le- the last paragraph, I was like, oh, how the ties have changed. Because it says, the Bennets were speedily pronounced to be the luckiest family in the world. <laughs> Though only a few weeks before, when Lydia had first run away, they had generally proved to be marked out for misfortune. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's always a little bit of a flip-flop and tone over there <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i liked how uh, mrs bennett was like well i'm just gonna like whisper about it and talk about it only to a few people but of course is like but i must tell miss phillips because she's gonna tell everyone <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. way i don't seem like i'm bragging about it <laughs> i've prepared everyone by talking about it last summer non-stop right. <laughs> but now that it's actually happened i'm just gonna play it close to the best <laughs> yes i'm very modest all of a sudden Miss <laughs> <laughs> bennett is so happy too so oh yeah mrs bennett i realize i have a listening back as i'm editing these i'm like I never say Mrs. correctly. I always call people Miss instead of Mrs. Oh, I never noticed it. <laughs> I never do it right. This is what happens when you're an unmarried person. <laughs> <laughs> well, none of those titles matter anymore, really, if you think about it. <laughs> I did. Oh, oh, no, no. This is. Okay, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I was trying to skip to the end of the next chapter, but we're Oops. just starting it. <laughs> yes. Chapter 56. I wrote, Lady Catherine shows her ass, and Lizzie has no problem putting her in her place. (laughs) It's a great chapter. I love this chapter. I does not expect. I don't think in any adaptation it has this happen. But Bingley is there when Lady Catherine arrives. 
Yes. And as soon as her carriage arrives, he and Jane are like, hey, let's get out of here. We don't want to be caught talking to somebody with a big carriage. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well, you know, it's just, it's so interesting to see how, like, everything is about polite society and manners and all that stuff. But of course, it's like, when something doesn't go that way for that person, like, they completely shed all those (laughs) like requirements and are like i can be as rude as i want to be like showing up early and just barging in the room (laughs) oh my god lady catherine never had a problem being as rude as she wanted to be though (laughs) no which it's like you know (laughs) i i think at one point when i was reading when her and lizzie were on their walk i was like what a bitch like (laughs) she is just so rude oh my god so totally i i am so proud of elizabeth for Mm-hmm. handling it so well because <laughs> i would not have <laughs> i would have said some pretty unforgivable things i'm sure <laughs> mary is also not there because she's never where everyone else is <laughs> she was like i don't want any part of this i like when lady Catherine comes in and is like you have a very small park here <laughs> and mrs bennett is like it's nothing in comparison of Rosings, my lady, I dare say, but I assure you it is much larger than Sir William Lucas's. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, it's bigger than your uh, <laughs> the people who live on your land. <laughs> Their families. <laughs> Which, honestly, it feels like something that Lady Catherine would appreciate. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's the thing is, like, Lady Catherine and Mrs. Bennet if this situation didn't happen, it would probably get along swimmingly because they <laughs> sort of value the same things in society. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Lady Catherine, I swear, she cannot see a thing without pronouncing judgment on it. Of course. Like sh- there's nothing <laughs> that can go into her field of vision that she doesn't pass judgment upon out loud to everyone to hear. Well, I mean, she mostly spends her time with Mr. Collins who probably thanks her for being so rude to everything. <laughs> But during the whole Lady Catherine, Elizabeth conversation, if you can call it that, Mm -hmm. Elizabeth really, she rises to the occasion. She always has the perfect comeback that is funny and answers Mm -hmm. the question by like turning it around and never giving away too much information. Oh, yeah. It's like a masterclass on like making a fool of someone. Like just (laughs) the fact that Lady Catherine's like, well, I came here to let you know that you're not going to be able to do it. There's no chance. And she's like, well... If there was no chance, then why are you here? And it's just like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) no response. (laughs) It's like, I feel like there are certain times in my life where if I'm in some sort of a fight, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and I, my emotions haven't like overcome me or whatever, then my, I somehow go on this autopilot and I am very good at like getting exactly what I want to say out of my mouth. And I'm like, whoa, what did I say? <laughs> oh, I can't believe my brain just responded so well. It's like all the times I spend arguing with people in my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just practice for your brain yeah. to get some. <laughs> to really uh, stretch that muscle. I think it's funny that she's, that Lady Catherine is like, what about his family? How are they not going to like you? And I'm like, what family are you talking about? You? You're the only family besides Georgiana and Colonel Fitzwilliam that we've ever heard of. And you right. know they're not going to be... On your side. You know, mad at Elizabeth. <laughs> right, exactly. Family's obviously not going to care. He's not family, but he's friends. Right, and he's wealthy. He's of the same, almost the same status. So it's like, she's really, she's always, she's, you know, is talking about herself. A, you know she doesn't probably know that there are she probably doesn't know that lizzie has already met georgiana and that her and georgiana got along swimmingly and you know she's just basically mm-hmm. speaking for herself but does this thing where she speaks for everyone else all of a sudden and it's like oh, yes. oh lizzie actually has more information than you so yes <laughs> i don't know which comes first but i'll start with i underlined she says she calls her an obstinate, headstrong girl. And mm-hmm. remember where we heard that before? It was when Mrs. Bennett called her that when she wouldn't mm-hmm. marry Mr. Collins. And I was like, did Mr. Collins put that in her head? Like, <gasps> oh. you know, were they chatting? And he was like, well, I heard she was obstinate, head and headstrong. And like, because it's just such like, 
It's the uh, exact same wording. It is. So <laughs> I hate Mr. Collins. <laughs> is he the number one villain? <laughs> I feel like with this reading, I'm like, he might be the worst person in this book. <laughs> Somehow. He's the least like redeem well, he like nothing good comes of his actions except for I guess Charlotte having a place well, to live. <laughs> is that really even his actions? Could you could you consider that Charlotte's actions? Exactly. <laughs> She's the one who helps him out. <laughs> I did mark an entire paragraph, and I said it was maybe one of Elizabeth's best speeches. I'm kind of afraid to try to read the entire thing, but let's see. And I certainly never shall give it. Oh, because she's asking for the... Uh, assurance that she won't get married Mm -hmm. i'm not to be intimidated into anything so wholly unreasonable your ladyship wants mr darcy to marry your daughter but would my giving you the wished for promise make their marriage at all more probable supposing him to be attached to me would my refusing to accept his hand make him wish to bestow it on his cousin allow me to say lady catherine that the arguments with which you have supported this extraordinary application have been as frivolous as the application was ill-judged you have widely <laughs> mistaken my character if you think i can be worked on by such persuasions as these how far your nephew might approve of your interference is his affairs i cannot tell but you have certainly no right to concern yourself in mine i must beg therefore to be inopportuned no further on the subject <laughs> 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 exactly i because uh, i had a similar uh what's it called a uh, similar passage where she talks about like lady Catherine's like oh you probably you know you may have lured him in with your arts and allurements and all this stuff <laughs> and she's like if i have i shall be the last person to confess it <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and then lady Catherine goes on this long tirade of like do you know who i am i'm almost his nearest relation like i am entitled to know everything in his life and she's like yeah not mine though you came to me (laughs) exactly she's oh that's so great honestly i read so much of this chapter aloud to myself just because i was like i gotta i gotta be elizabeth for this chapter (laughs) (laughs) yeah well she just jane austen does a great job of like making the tension known in this scene like it felt very tense reading it i could like feel like the timbre of their voices and how like irritated they were with each other yeah it's just so good i love this elizabeth is so great at dismissing her too and being like well i'm going to the house you can't insult me anymore goodbye (laughs) (laughs) this is my house you can go home (laughs) because lady because lady catherine is like why don't you just sit down and we'll just keep talking about this forever and i was just like absolutely not (laughs) i don't have to indulge you because guess what you're not my aunt (laughs) and my aunt is so much better than you so much better (laughs) i just yeah i don't know i just can't get over how rude she was like like i is it okay i guess it is it i'm guessing it's okay for someone of her status to be as rude as possible but like i just feel like people would be like i can't believe she was so rude that's so unpolite and so (laughs) unmannered of her well i don't know money gets you a lot of freedom (laughs) <laughs> she's got a lot of people who just want to kiss her ass so exactly and honestly how many people is she really seeing realistically exactly <laughs> <laughs> well you know and you know as we come to find out in later chapters lizzie is obviously the much bigger person and yeah. you know clearly darcy is not very attached to her because <laughs> <laughs> what comes is like he has no interest that's yeah. I mean, she's definitely of all of the relations between the two of them, she is mm-hmm. the worst. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be like, I like your daughter better, who doesn't say anything because she's so sick. <laughs> I like Lydia better than I like Lady Catherine. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> all right, should we move on to chapter fifty-seven? Let's do it. Okay. While mulling over her conversation with Lady Catherine, Elizabeth's father pulls her in to read some of Mr. Collins's letter to her. <laughs> he finds it hilarious, and she is very discomposed by it. <laughs> <laughs> is discomposed <God>. a word? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, he can't help himself. And... It's funny because, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was kind of... Oh, before we even get to the letter, though, Elizabeth is like, 
she's like mulling over all the implications of this conversation she just mm-hmm. had with Lady Catherine. Where if it was me, I'd just be mulling over how angry I was. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would be mulling over of like, I should have said this because then she would have shut up. <laughs> and yeah, she's she's like really thinking about Darcy in context. So yeah, but you know, it's another case of Lady Catherine <laughs> not knowing that she doesn't have all the information because the whole mention of like, you know, the pollution of oh, ro- yeah. of um, Pemberley and all that. It's a you know a reference to Lydia and Wickham, and little does she right. know. Darcy's the one who solved that entire issue. I made a realization about that today when I was listening to it for the last time. Because mm-hmm. she says, shall the shades of Pemberley be thus polluted? And I always thought she was talking about like shades, like window shades. But she's talking about <laughs> the grounds because the trees are shading. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that until this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, she is she loves to just talk in dramatics. And it's just like, <laughs> all right, lady, come on. It's not that big a deal. Uh, this is a funny one because <laughs> Elizabeth's thinking about Darcy and she's like, if therefore an excuse for not keeping his promise should come to his friend within a few days, she, you know, in terms of Bingley, she added, mm-hmm. I shall know how to understand it. I shall then give over every expectation, every which wish of his constancy. If he is satisfied with only regretting me when he might have obtained my affections in hand, I shall soon cease to regret him at all. I'm like, sure, Elizabeth. <laughs> Keep telling yourself that. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever you say, lady. Convincing <laughs> yourself. <laughs> yeah. It, and I was realizing... Because because of all this thinking that she's doing, I was like, you know mm-hmm. what? Elizabeth is kind of always in her head. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's always like thinking about things, thinking about things. And I've been thinking a lot about what sign she is. And I am leaning more towards Aries of the fire signs mm-hmm. after reading it. Just because she just seems like she's good at like taking action, you know? like Yes. But I think that there has to be a lot of air in her chart because of all the overthinking she does. (laughs) So I was like, maybe some Libra. I think maybe Libra (laughs) and Aries might be a good combo for her. Oh, definitely. I mean, I always, I love the Aries because I always go back to when Jane was sick at Pemberley or um, (laughs) Netherfield and she just is like, well, I'm going over and I'm walking. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. But I love the air is very true. She's such an overanalyzer. And overthinks everything. <laughs> Especially so in a set of chapters because she's really like, every time, especially with like this letter, she has this whole idea of what it's going to be before it starts reading it. It's like, oh, it's not that at all. There's so many times <laughs> where she's like thinking and thinking and she's like, oh my God, it's going to be this. And then it's like, it's not that. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> she always goes to the worst. It's because she's feeling very vulnerable right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At first, um, when... Mr. Bennett is reading the letter. It seems mm-hmm. like, because he's like, I don't know where they, where he got this idea. At first, they think that it is from the Collinses because, mm-hmm. or no, from the Lucases. The Lucases, I'm sorry. But I don't think it is from the Lucases. I think that it ends up being from Caroline. So mm. I just think it's interesting. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean. You know, the Lucases love to gossip, too. So who knows what they're telling, you know. And it's one of these things where it's like, I bet you anything Charlotte is, like, hearing gossip and she's, like, telling her husband because she's like, hey, this is what I heard. Like, it could be like, isn't this crazy or whatever, whatever. And he can't help himself. He can't, he doesn't have this mindset of, like, let's just keep it between us. He's like, I have to tell someone. Let me just tell the worst people in the world. Yeah. And then let me repeat what they say as if it's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, Lady Catherine the Berg does not look on this match with a friendly eye. I'm like, uh, no, duh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, why do I care? though? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. There's a paragraph. It is so long. I'm not going to read it all, but it contains <laughs> so much information. It's like... First, it's like, just proves how, what a horrible clergyman mm-hmm. Collins is. Of course. Because he's talking about Lydia and how I would never have allowed their names to be mentioned in my sight. And 
I think even Mr. Bennett is like, that is his notion of Christian forgiveness. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because he congratulates Mr. Bennett on having Christian forgiveness for his daughter. But then he's like, but I wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, you're the worst. Well, you but, know, um, it's the corruption of the core ideals of like Catholicism and Christianity and all that. It's like once you get corrupted with the, you know, possessions and money and all this sort of ideals that don't really apply it's like okay so it's been fake for a long time <laughs> i mean he's the perfect clergyman for rosings i guess because exactly that's all <laughs> kevin wants to hear exactly but also in this huge long paragraph we get to find out that cat charlotte has a a young olive branch mm-hmm. that she's expecting which <laughs> made me happy for her i was like oh you'll have a new thing to focus your attention on you can be like Sorry, Mr. Carlos, can't hear you. Only listening to baby. <laughs> yep. <laughs> She's creating her own, uh, you know, social circle at home. She's like, I need and someone it- else. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it also has my one of my favorite lines from this, from Jane Austen in general, which is, what do we live but to make sport for our neighbors and laugh at them and... Oh, I said it wrong. Let me start over. For <laughs> what do we live but to make sport for our neighbors and laugh at them in our turn. <laughs> it's one of my I mean, favorite lines <laughs> not much has changed <laughs> <laughs> and it's so sad that elizabeth can't appreciate this moment because you know she's got this huge secret hanging over her head because right. mr bennett is truly at his most delightful when he's yes. reading this ridiculous letter <laughs> this is what he lives for he loves to laugh at people and I think, you know, after the whole Wickham situation was done with, he is like, just another person to laugh at. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah, he says, when I read a letter of his, I cannot help giving him the preference even over Wickham, much as I value the impudence and hypocrisy of my (laughs) (laughs) son-in-law. Me too. And then at the very end, Elizabeth's all mortified that her father is like so... Like, oh, Mr. Darcy's so indifferent to you. And I'm like, girl, maybe if you gave him a little hint, he mm-hmm. might have a clue as to what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, you know, what we come to find out is like everyone is still thinking that Lizzie hates Darcy. <laughs> and it's <I> like, <laughs> have we not done any groundwork to be like, well, he's not so bad. None. She has not said a word to anyone about, I saw him when I was at Rosings. I saw him when we went to Pemberley. We're actually friends now. I shouldn't tell a single person. No, that's why like when it comes out eventually that how she feels, everyone's like, is she okay? Like, (laughs) I thought. Is he forcing you to do this? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Lizzie. Okay. So 58. Yas. All right. Lizzie and Darcy gush on their feelings for each other in the most formal and awkward way. (laughs) (laughs) It's all they know how to do. Yes, they all go for a walk. They take, well, let's see. Jane and Bingley are together and they like just go really slow and they end up way (laughs) in the back. Nobody can see them anymore. And Kitty is like, I'm going to Mariah's. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I don't want (laughs) to. I like how they were like, Kitty didn't say anything because she was too scared of Darcy to talk. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I mean, Elizabeth, thank goodness, because I couldn't take it either. The silence between the two of them. I was like, somebody open your dying mouth. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but it's almost like Elizabeth was ready to be like, um, will you marry me? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, <laughs> is that I think proposal it's my turn now. <laughs> She doesn't actively ask him to marry her, but she does say she found out about what happened with Lydia and Mm -hmm. that she wants to thank him so much. And Mr. Darcy says, but your family owe me nothing as much as I respect them, which I underline. I believe I thought only of you. And I was like, oh, now I'm in love with Mr. Darcy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I turned into a puddle on the floor. I was like, oh my God. Suddenly (laughs) he respects her family and it's like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Even with the Mrs. Bennett continuing to be so rude to him whenever he's there, because she <laughs> still thinks that Lizzie hates him. Yes. Uh, <laughs> she, he's, he still loves his family. Okay, let's see. I marked a spot and I said, oh my God, I'm going to cry. So let's see what I wrote. 
Oh, the happiness which this reply produced, I guess she was saying, you know, mm-hmm. my my feelings have changed like 180 since, you know, the last proposal. Yes. Was such as he had probably never felt before. And he expressed himself on the occasion as sensibly and as warmly as a man violently in love can be supposed to do. <laughs> uh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I also wanted to cry when he said... What did you say of me that I did not deserve? For though your accusations were ill-founded, formed on mistaken premises, my behavior to you at the time had merited the severest reproof. It was unpardonable. I cannot think of it without abhorrence. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love that he has changed so much that he's like, I am so ashamed that I treated you so poorly. I know. And he knows, (laughs) you know, he, he like, I just love it. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> I like how different they are and how they look back at it too because he is like I am so ashamed and I'm horrified at how I treated you and she <laughs> is just like isn't it so funny that I used to think about you this way <laughs> <laughs> no. that's probably why I'm so get so terry because it's like so sweet and loving and then mm-hmm. also punctuated by such funniness that just is yes. like the combination is what really brings the tears yes. to my eyes and then they're talking about the letter and he's like <laughs> I hope you destroyed it because the beginning mm. of that letter was not, I mean, I was still pissed when I wrote the beginning, but yep. <laughs> <and> <laughs> please destroy it. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, he's like, when I wrote the letter, I believe myself perfectly calm and cool, but I am since convinced that it was written in a dreadful bitterness of spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that he agrees with us that uh, from what we said earlier. Yes. (laughs) But, you know, Uh, she just lets him know, like, you know, I'm not going to be, my feelings for you are so strong that rereading a letter that you wrote when you were angry just won't change them. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. And then I wrote swoon. (laughs) (laughs) You taught me a lesson, hard indeed at first, but most advantageous. By you, I was properly humbled. I came to you without a doubt of my reception. You showed me how insufficient were all my pretenses to please a woman worthy of being pleased. Uh, Say it again, uh, please. Please. (laughs) (laughs) And I have one more mark. No, I have two. (laughs) (laughs) That's a long, good chapter. Oh, this is also where we first, we get the first time where he calls her Elizabeth. And it's like, oh my gosh. (laughs) <laughs> oh and he oh he talks about how he confessed to bingley about how his sister mm. was in love with him and i love that this he's like no i had to come back and make the observation myself to see if she really was in love with him and it was that assuming that meeting in which jane was like looking at her work the whole time was like i talked normal didn't i and um <laughs> so she was probably more awkward and quiet than normal and he was like oh mm-hmm. no she's definitely still in love with you it's like oh yeah <laughs> you know, all you had to do was open your eyes the first time and you would have seen it <laughs> exactly exactly Ugh, i just i love this chapter and then jane austen makes me laugh again right at the end because she's ta- um Elizabeth thinks she remembered that he had yet to learn to be laughed at. And it was rather too early to begin. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, you've not been, uh, been poked at a lot. Let me just start lightly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which makes me laugh because, you know, in, I think it's the last chapter we kind of see Georgiana's reaction to how they interact with each other and how Uh shocked she is. And it's like, okay, he's warmed up to it by then. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I can't wait till we watch the, like, 80s version because Mm -hmm. never have I, since this particular reading, never have I felt that that Darcy is so representative of what is in the book by, (laughs) because he just makes such a 180. (laughs) Mm, I can't wait. In personality. I I was thinking this whole time, I was like, I need to watch the movie again. It's been I know. I was like, okay, as soon as we're done with this, I am watching both the adaptations. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good. I mean, both the ones we've covered so far. <laughs> Maybe I'll watch them all. I don't know. <laughs> Why not? Why not? All right, 59. You ready? Yes. Okay. Elizabeth exceedingly slowly lets all of her family know that she's engaged to Mr. Darcy. <laughs> Astonishment and disbelief is the general reaction. <laughs> <laughs> 
was just like, oh, uh, by the way, I'm engaged to the man I that mean, you think I'm engaged for hate. like at least two days before anyone mm-hmm. else knows, <laughs> except for <laughs> Bingley and I guess Jane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that when she tells her mom, her mom is like, I need to sit. No, I need to stand. I need to pace. No, I need to sit. And she's like, can't <laughs> function. She's like, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, it's like, uh, hello, Elizabeth. I think you've played your cards a little too close to your chest for too long. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You would need to kind of let everyone know that you didn't hate him anymore. Yeah. It's funny because it's apparently Jane and Bingley have been talking about the possibility that they might get engaged. But they also kind of dismissed it as not possible. So it's just crazy that even they are like, I mean, maybe it's over between them. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm sure it was like a mixture of them seeing how they look at each other, especially as of late and how like, oh, there's something there. But then they're like, but we have seen them interact in person in the past. (laughs) And (laughs) they are kind of mean to each other. So maybe not. Yeah. Even recently, it's like they haven't really, they've been in the same room a lot, but they just haven't (laughs) talked to each other. And this is where Jane is like, don't joke. I want you to be serious. And Elizabeth's like, I can't not. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I'm too happy. It's just how she shows her happiness. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, but before actually, before she tells Mrs. Bennett, they go off for another walk and Bingley is all like, hey, maybe you guys can find another walk to get lost on. (laughs) (laughs) Some other time. Mrs. Bennett is like, I'm so sorry, Elizabeth, that you keep having to walk. It's for Jane's sake, but you know, (laughs) it's just like, she's trying to be a good mom because she really is. is, All of her dislike of Darcy came from his insulting Elizabeth in the first place. Exactly. Yeah, it came from her, you know, extreme love of her daughter. Yeah. And it is it is kind of nice to see her be like, look, Lizzie, I acknowledge the fact that you're doing a lot to help Jane and <laughs> <laughs> and that you actually despise him more than anything else in the world. And it's like secretly we're engaged, but OK. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I mean, she could have just been like, you know, I've actually seen a lot of Mr. Darcy lately and he's really not as bad as I thought he was. But nope. She's like, oh, how earnestly did she then wish that her former opinions had been more reasonable, her expressions more moderate. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I think Mr. Darcy asked, is this where he um, asked Mr. Bennett Mm, for for her hand? And then he calls her in. Oh, yeah, that was (laughs) I felt like I could feel the tension when like it was like Mr. Bennett got up and then Mr. Darcy followed him. And then Lizzie was like, I cannot handle this. They need to come back right now. I need to know what happened. Yeah. yeah. And then I think we get the finally first. Goes... Oh, sorry. No, no, you go ahead. I would say, I think we get part. the first mention of Darcy smiling. <laughs> oh. <laughs> or at least like in a long time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and when she goes back to her dad, he's like, what are you doing? Are you just doing this because he's rich? I mean, why? Why? You hate him. <laughs> actually, in the past few months, I've actually changed my mind. <laughs> just tell I anyone. want her to be like, well, I mean, she does kind of eventually, but I just was like, just tell your dad what makes him a good man. <laughs> Don't scold him for not knowing what makes him a good man. Just tell him. I mean, she does eventually, but, you know, she was like, oh, how could you think this of him? I'm like, just tell him. <laughs> I love I um, I love this little section where he's where it says he then recollected her embarrassment a few days before on his reading Mr. Collins's letter. And after <laughs> laughing at her some time, allowed her at last to go, saying as she quitted the room, if any young men come from Mary or Kitty, send them in for I am quite at leisure. <laughs> I love that line too. It makes me think of Donald Sutherland. Yeah, as Mr. Bennett. Oh, for Most sure. of the time, I think of the other Mr. Bennett just because he's got that like twinkle in his eye that I love, and he's mm-hmm. just like a spry little old man. But um, <laughs> for that particular line, I always think of Donald Sutherland. Which I was thinking the other day, little connection: Donald Sutherland, Kiefer Sutherland. <gasps> oh. That was other was Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so can't help it. I like the line where he's where after she's told him what Darcy did for Lydia, and he's like, "I shall offer to pay him tomorrow. He will rant and storm about his love for you, and there will be the end of the matter." 
<laughs> He's like, oh, thank God. I don't have to pay anyone back. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, I love Mrs. Bennett when she when they tell her, she's like, oh, my dear Lizzie, pray apologize for my having disliked him so much before. I hope he will overlook it. I love the last line. Makes me yes, yo, you read it because that was my last one. Too. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I admire, uh, I admire all th- my three son-in-laws highly," said he. "Wickham perhaps is my favorite, but I think I shall like your husband quite as well as Jane." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I get to laugh at Wickham, but you know, you and Jane actually pick good ones. <laughs> I love how happy everyone is. Like Jane is overflowing with happiness at the beginning. Elizabeth obviously is super happy. Her mother is so happy. Her father is so happy. It's yes. just like everyone is so happy. Yes. After so much conflict and tension in everyone's lives, it's finally like easing and everyone could be like, I can relax. Yeah. It's been a whirlwind of a year. <laughs> yeah. It's, I assume what they're I all like about. a year older. I was like I guess Lydia's probably 16 now. Elizabeth's probably 21 because it's kind of been a year, this book. We never yeah. talk about anyone's birthdays, but. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. It it definitely feels like it. <laughs> okay. Then we go to chapter 60. Yes. Uh, Lizzie quizzes Darcy on his love for her as they both write <laughs> their aunts. And Mr. Collins <laughs> gets a short but sweet letter from Mr. Bennett. <laughs> Maybe laugh. The quizzing part, I just find a little bit weirdly awkward, but, you know, I love them both so much at this point. I'm like, okay, it's fine. But it's just like a little (laughs) bit of a weird. (laughs) I like the idea also that she is like sort of uh, quizzing him very openly in front of Miss Bingley because she's just like a little bit rubbing it in her face. (laughs) Like, (laughs) ah, you thought less of me. Is uh, Caroline in that? I thought it was just the two of them. I think it's Caroline. Yeah. Let me see. Oh, wait. Never mind. He, she was talking about how oh, oh, oh. Darcy likes her the most because she's so unlike everyone else. All these other women oh, oh, who, oh, like, yeah, you yeah. know, <laughs> try and, like, fall over themselves like, you know, them. And she's referencing Miss Bingley. I was wondering, clearly. because we never get any clue as to, besides Caroline, if... Darcy ever had like a crush on another woman or mm-hmm. whatever was he just like I guess I'll marry my cousin someday when I get bored well yeah single. <laughs> I guess yeah that would be something I would like to know about just because he was so well I wonder I mean he probably did but it sounded like he didn't really know how to care for other people as a kid yeah because he does is very honest about the fact that he's like you know my parents were good parents but also like i wasn't really taught to really consider other people's feelings yeah yeah so yeah oh yeah i uh this might was this what you were talking about uh because there's the part where she's like i'll let you write it Oh, if I had not a letter to write myself, I might sit by you and admire the evenness of your writing. That's <laughs> another young lady once did. <laughs> I love that she they can like openly joke about yeah. how ridiculous Miss Bingley is. Because she's the see. worst. Um, first we get, because there's so many letters. There's like letters upon letters. She writes to her aunt Gardner and she says, I am happier even, even than Jane. She only smiles. I laugh. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's got to kind of poke fun at everyone. She can't help it. I was, for some, I was like, I got to read this entire letter aloud, but I'll just read the last paragraph. I must trouble you once more for congratulations. <laughs> Elizabeth will soon be the wife of... Oh, no, no, no. Oh, this is... Uh... This is Mr. Bennett's letter. Yes. Okay, yeah. So okay, I can't read this whole one out loud because it's, it's literally only a paragraph. It's so Dear good. sir, I must trouble you for once. No, sorry. Let me start over. <laughs> letter <laughs> no to Mr. Worries. Collins. Dear sir, I must trouble you once more for congratulations. Elizabeth will soon be the wife of Mr. Darcy. Console Lady Catherine as well as you can. But if I were you, I would stand by the nephew. He has much more to give. <laughs> Yours sincerely, <laughs> etc. <laughs> Just so you know, he's got the money. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that is his idea of a letter. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know he hates writing them so he's like i'm gonna be snarky but just very shortly three sentences is plenty <laughs> <laughs> i must trouble you once more for congratulations 
Also, there is this is I found this perplexing. The last chapter of this or the last paragraph in this chapter mm-hmm. is a like a dig towards Aunt Phillips. And I was <laughs> yes. like, we never got to know this woman at all. So I don't know why we are just insulting her in the last paragraph of this chapter. <laughs> She's just so vulgar. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she never seemed that bad. <laughs> no. Well, this is all we get. <laughs> <sighs> In the last chapter, Ugh. unless you have more from the previous. Uh, no, that was all I had. Okay. Chapter 61. The wrap-up chapter, where we see what the future has in store for all the characters as they relate to the Darcys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love Mr. Bennett, which I know I've said about 50 times in these chapters, but... It says that he missed his second daughter exceedingly. His affection for her drew him oftener from home than anything else could do. He delighted in going to Pemberley, especially when he was the least expected. (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea of like parents showing up just being like, hey, I'm here. I didn't tell you I was coming, but I'm here. Is (laughs) existed back then too. (laughs) We get a little bit about everyone. So let's see. Bingley and Jane, they stay at Netherfield for a year, but then they're like, let's go closer to Elizabeth and Darcy and further Mm -hmm. away from From my parents. (laughs) And then Kitty spends a lot of time with Jane and Elizabeth. Good. (laughs) really improving herself (laughs) and probably hanging out with georgiana i'm guessing oh yeah which you know i like how jane describes it jane austen describes it as like um yeah now that she didn't have the influence of kitty she actually turned out to be a good person and (laughs) that a good would be set up to have a great life and you know she's got to be pretty because we've already said that she's like sickly and thin so that's like such a thing that people loved in the regency oh yeah they're like oh you're so like pale yeah (laughs) mary's the only daughter who stays home but she she appreciates she likes it because she's not being compared to her sisters all the time which i love that and she's forced to like mix more with the world because you know she can't just hide by her piano all the time Mm -hmm. (sighs) Wickham and Lydia get several paragraphs. <laughs> uh, this was like, like, oh God, Lizzie is such a good sister, but I was like, they don't deserve it. <laughs> it's like they really take advantage of their relations. There's mm-hmm. even a letter from Lydia that says in it, Wickham would like a place at court very much. And I do not think we shall have quite money enough to live on without some help. Any place would do of about three or four hundred a year. (laughs) God. It's just like, (laughs) you know, I'm just like, I'm of the mindset where I'm like, they got to figure themselves out. They got themselves in this situation. But Lizzie's a better better person than I am. Yeah. It it does say something like they spend a lot of time with Jane and Bingley because they're not allowed. Well, Wickham's not allowed to go to Pemberley. (laughs) Yeah, he's not welcome. (laughs) (laughs) They spend so much time that even Bingley is like, maybe we should ask them to leave. (laughs) (laughs) Please. (laughs) Caroline is deeply mortified by the marriage, but she thinks it's advisable to retain the right of visiting Pemberley. (laughs) So she drops all of her resentment and is fonder than ever of Georgiana and paid off every arrear of civility to Elizabeth. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, whatever. (laughs) Uh, Georgiana now lives at Pemberley full time and her and Elizabeth get along great (laughs) even Lady Catherine who that was crazy was extremely indignant on the marriage she eventually gave way and came to visit I don't it doesn't imply that she came more than once so I'm assuming (laughs) maybe she died after that I don't know Well, she was pretty rude too, so who cares? I mean, it took her a while to come. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, she had to be reached out to. It's not like she was like, well, I miss my relations or whatever. Like, yeah. You know, she had to be persuaded, which you know, was Lizzie's doing, not Darcy's. I feel like Darcy was like, I am perfectly fine with her never seeing her again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Lizzie was like, no, she's her family. 
<laughs> that's where I realized that um, in spite of the pollution which its woods had received, that the woods were the shades of Pemberley. Mm-hmm. Never realized that before. And then the final paragraph goes to the gardeners who are basically their best friends and they spend all their time hanging out with them when they can. As they should. <laughs> Both Darcy and Elizabeth <laughs> love them. As they should. I uh, only wish we had gotten a little extra paragraph about Charlotte, but... Yeah. Well, I um, it's not about Charlotte, but I did have a little blurb in my book that it says, according to a late memoir by Jane Austen's nephew, James Edward Austen Lee, that Jane Austen did reveal her visions of the future fates for Kitty and Mary. And Ooh, that let's she's, she said, Kitty Bennett was satisfactorily married to a clergyman near Pemberley, while Mary obtained nothing higher than one of her Uncle Philip's clerks and was content to be considered a star in the Society of Meriton. I have read that before. That's I love awesome. that. <laughs> I like the fact that Kitty is like, I'm content. I can live by my sister and be married, whatever. And Mary is like, I'm the star of Meriton. <laughs> I'm like the best piano player. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems appropriate because like marrying a law clerk seems right for mary like they can yes. you know talk and you Very know talk studious. about you know law and morals and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. and you know now that kitty doesn't have lydia it seems right that she's <laughs> a nice peaceful yes. clergy probably the um nice living that wickham would have had yeah had he stayed <laughs> but it was near pemberley so yeah i'm sure she has she's set up very nicely yeah my book has a little because I have the illustrated book. It's got a little picture of um, a little cupid boy hugging a peacock. Oh, <laughs> <the final> <laughs> sweet! Uh, and I wrote as my last thing. I never tend to think of this book as my favorite Jane Austen, and I know I always like what I'm currently reading the best. So <laughs> take it with a grain of salt. But I really loved reading this book this time, especially these last chapters. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's such a good book. <laughs> it is like, it, it makes sense why it's like her most popular and why it's like a basic, like, you know, a classic because yeah. it just like, while you're reading it, you kind of feel the gravitas it has, like how just how well it's written and how, just enjoyable it is to read yeah it's got all like the funniness of sense and sensibility but it's also got like more realistic characters you know yes that you feel like you can relate to so much of what elizabeth is thinking and doing even when it's like not the best way to think and do things Mm -hmm. you're like yeah but that's how i would think and do as well you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah and you know the the villains are not so like heinous, like a yeah. Lucy Steele or anything like that. Like the villains are redeemed as much as they can be in their own way. Where you're like, out of sight, out of mind. I don't need to care about them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I it was just I really love this book. Me too. I'm very happy we've we've gotten through half of Jane. O- no, we've done four. <gasps> yeah, because we started with Northanger Abbey. And then we went to... Two-thirds, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Yeah, because we did Northanger Abbey, we did Persuasion, Persuasion, Sense and Sensibility, and now Pride and Prejudice. It's All crazy. we've got left are the two big boys, Mansfield Park and Emma. <laughs> Can't and I, wait. I always thought if I was a professor, I would teach them <laughs> in those pairs. I would do Northanger Abbey and Persuasion. I don't know that I would do it first, but I think it worked because they're both kind of short. So like... Yeah. Kind of, gets you into it and i would do sense and sensibility and pride and prejudice together obviously of and then mansfield park and emma because when i was in school i did a ibsen master class mm-hmm. and he wrote pierre gent and brand are like these two big epic plays that he wrote and mm-hmm. one is in the summer and one is in the winter and oh. i don't know if it's that or if it's just that's an example of but I love uh, two books that go together. I love two yeah, a pairing. art pieces that go together but are kind of like on opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, where it's like in a way they almost kind of sort of complement and complete each other. Yeah, I which I that. feel like Mansfield Park and Emma kind of are to me. They're like mm. her two big books and they're like 
kind of different subjects, but I just feel like they speak to each other in a certain way. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited, especially like, well, Mansfield Park, I know, is like was a longtime favorite of yours. So uh, yeah. I, I'm interested to read that. And it's like kind of the least exposure we've had to any yeah. of the adaptations. But I mean, Emma has always had like a special place in my heart. Uh, I just it was I'm, our all first the- one. <laughs> yeah, it was our first one. All the adaptations are like just so funny and good. And yeah, I just love Emma the character so much. So I'm very excited. Yeah, we're definitely going to do Mansfield Park as our next book. And mm-hmm. then Emma's going to be our final, final, final. <sighs> Crazy to think about. We started and ended. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if it'll be the very last thing we ever do. Well, but never, it'll yeah. be our final Jane Austen book. <laughs> yeah, there's always new adaptations coming out. So yeah. I wanted to think about what all adaptations we haven't done yet, but I don't think that this episode is the time to do that. (laughs) Well, maybe we could do like a special, or we could include it with our check-in, but we definitely need to sort some characters and definitely can talk about some upcoming stuff and maybe what we have left. Kind of do like a little general check-in of like what we're excited about for the Jane Austen universe, the JAU. Oh, for sure. I This will be our last November episode. We are recording mm. this so early, but we've got <laughs> so much stuff happening in November. And I imagine December, we're going to have a couple weeks off at the end for Christmas and stuff. But mm-hmm. and we, maybe we'll like cover Bridget Jones' Diary too, or something like that. Oh, yeah, but we're going to mostly do a lot of like check-in type stuff and talking about mm-hmm. what we've covered for the past three months because... We just haven't had a lot of time to reflect on it so far. And hopefully we'll be able to have some guests and have like a few little (sighs) interviews. So it'll probably be a lot of like, um, you know, fun, fun talking (laughs) for December. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a great way to kind of close out the year and prepare for the new year and all the new stuff we're going to get into. Yeah. Because I feel like we need to do some... Uh, intellectual mashups of uh, <laughs> Firewalk with me and Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I could see it now. <laughs> Lady Catherine is Bob. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I have been, because of Pamela's like love of Albert and making mm-hmm. him Darcy, I've been thinking a lot about who is who in mm. the Twin Peaks Pride and Prejudice world. And yes, that'll definitely I've, have I've to happen. I've had some interesting conclusions. So not conclusions, but thoughts. Here's the one that is at the top of my mind. Is Audrey Elizabeth? <gasps> interesting. <laughs> Think oh, about that's that. a hard one. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, yeah. We know what would be fun is we should kind of like, at least with like the core main characters of Pride and Prejudice, we should write our own who we think they are and and we can kind of discuss and see what we found and what differences we have. Yeah. We need to do like a whole sorting mashup character focused episode. Yes. Maybe that'll be our next episode after this one. (laughs) A nice special or something. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, that's it for today, I guess. Unless you have more wrap up. Did you have more conclusions? Did you want to say anything else? I don't think so. I just really enjoyed this book a lot. You know, it's something that I think a lot of people read in high school, but with the program that I was Mm -hmm. in in high school, I didn't get to read it. There was more of like a focus on like international authors that are like, we're not white. So Uh I I was so glad to finally read it because I feel like it's like a, you know, like a, I was going to say keystone. (laughs) It's a classic. Like it's something that people always know about. They at least know about the book. So it's like, finally to be like to know about it and be familiar with it it feels great yeah i feel like to have a book that is what 200 some odd years old and still have it be so many people's favorite books Mm -hmm. you know still be reread constantly it's it's a testament (laughs) to how good it is exactly and to have it continuously adapted into other forms of art yeah Uh, yeah i feel like i just want to recommend jane austen books now to all my friends I know. We love you, Jane Austen. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, But yes, that is it for today. But thank you so much for going on this journey with us with Pride and Prejudice. And yes, right. Please write us Mm -hmm. anything, any observations, any, you know, 
anything that you want to say about this book or Firewalk with Me or both? If you have yeah. a mashup idea, if you think one character is another character. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you think there is a potential crossover event where one character becomes this other character in another story, I want to hear your thoughts because... I don't know. I have a lot going through my mind and they might be different than yours. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, I, you, uh, there's certain things that I might not even think about. I probably would have never thought Albert and Darcy as a good. No, me neither. Combo. But because of Pamela, now it's in my head. And, yeah, and it makes I thought sense. about it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it totally makes sense to me. So uh, it'll be really interesting, especially like to sit with the stuff of the book. And then come back to it and be like, all right, here's what I think. That'll be really yes. fun. Yes. <sighs> well, it's been a whirlwind. Mm-hmm. And a happy Thanksgiving, I guess. It's still, yeah. it's a week late. I mean, we really did Thanksgiving last week, but. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, hope you're hopefully. all out of your food comas by <laughs> <Yes>. now. <laughs> hopefully it was fun time spent with family or a chosen family. And, yep. you know, we'll, uh, we you gotta will. You got to appreciate your loved ones these days. <laughs> Exactly. And we will come back to you next week with another fun episode. Yes. Yes. Good night. Bye. (laughs) If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can DM us on Instagram at Manners and Madness Pod, or you can DM us on Twitter at Manners Madness, or you could email us at Gmail using mannersmadness at gmail.com. And if you would like to leave a voice message on our website, you can at managedamandas.com. And it's about a minute long. Yes. And we would absolutely love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple or Spotify or the podcast app of your choice. It really means a lot to us and helps get more people to listen to the podcast. Also, we have a donate button, which is on our website, Mm mannersmadness.com as well. (laughs) (laughs) absolutely any help is very much appreciated very much thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week good night bye